0: Before we dive into today's episode, I have a quick announcement to share with you guys. You may have noticed that I've been sharing a little bit more of my holistic health journey over on Instagram, at XO.chelbyRose. And I had this epiphany a few weeks ago. Actually, I had jumped on the scale and been down 20 pounds from where I was at this time last year. And the epiphany was, is that I didn't really change my nutrition. I didn't really change my level of fitness. Those have been foundational pieces for me for a really long time, but my environment had changed and my relationships had changed. And while I was about 20 pounds above my set point this time last year, as my life came back into alignment, the weight just naturally fell away. Because of this epiphany and the experiences that I've had with my health over the past few years, I want to share a really cool offer that I have for you guys. So starting February 7th, I'm going to be offering holistic wellness groups called The Upgrade, where we're going to dive into the other areas of our lives that may be impacting our health. I'm going to teach you spiritual health, nutrition, fitness, alignment, looking at the emotional intelligence piece, looking at the mindset piece, looking at literally all areas of our lives so we can understand what's out of balance and what we need to rebalance in order to achieve optimal health. If you feel called to be a part of this program, it is going to be a three-week accountability group and you'll also get access to a monthly group every month after this month. Each month, I'm gonna have a different topic, whether that be mindset or spiritual health or simply just alignment within our lives. But every single month, you're gonna get daily content from me during that three-week period. You're gonna get accountability, a community, meal plans and recipes created by yours truly, as well as thousands of workouts and a superfood shake or my absolute favorite pre-workout for $160. You guys, this is a no-brainer. And if you're like, Uh, I love that. And you've also felt the call to be inside of the portal. You can do this $160 investment. And when you sign up as a preferred customer, which gets you 25% off of the programs that I'm gonna be using in these containers, you'll also get access to the portal as long as you're actively a preferred customer. So if this is something that's calling to you, I am currently enrolling, I have 10 spots available. I've already had about seven people reach out with interest. If you wanna be a part of this, go to the link in the show notes. There's an application there. You must fill out the application in order to be a part of the group. If you've been a part of these groups with me in the past, you can absolutely be a part of them. I would love for you to be a part of them. This is your invitation. That application should get in about a week before we start so that you can get your materials, get familiar with the programs that we're going to be using, and then I can get you set up for the group. Okay. That is all I have for you guys. Let's dive into this episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Razor Vibration Podcast. I am your host, Shelby Rose, and I am semi-responding to a question that I got over on Instagram um, around just providing more business resources, how to grow your business, how to find your niche, all that good stuff. And one of the things that I don't think is really talked about in business and coaching and and all the things really is what's actually going to be the best fit for you, where to start within your business, how to scale your business, how to develop multiple streams of income. And over the past four years, I've really had the opportunity to dabble in a lot of different areas. And I think it's important that we talk about the different opportunities that are out there because we're really only marketed to of many different opportunities, one being coaching and mentorship. And to me, coaching and mentorship can be very flashy. We're marketed a lot of like the income side of things, we're marketed the lifestyle. But what people don't really talk about when it comes to building a coaching or mentorship business is the the back end of things, right? What does it actually look like? What is the lifestyle that goes with that? What is the, you know, who do you need to be to be an in integrity within your business? So we're going to talk about some of this stuff today of like what are each of these opportunities actually look like and so that you can really decide if it's a good fit for you long term. One of the things that I'm personally choosing to do for 2022 is take on less one-on-one coaching clients. And I'm going to talk about that once we get to that that business opportunity. I'm going to talk about each of the different types of opportunities that I've personally been involved in. There are others out there. These are just the ones that I've either dabbled in or... (laughs) Built successful businesses within. Um, and I really want to just clarify some of the stuff so that you can say, like, oh, this fits the lifestyle I want. This fits, fits the vision for my life. This fits that I really want to have a full time job, but I want to have a side hustle. Whatever that may be, we're going to talk about it. Um, so, one of the things that I'm doing for 2022, and I'm sharing this because I think it's important to see, like, it's okay to pivot. We've talked about that in a, in a recent episode. And also like you can go all in on something and realize, hey, huh, I actually don't want to do this full time, right? So the realization I had recently was I freaking love coaching and mentoring and the courses and my membership site, the things that I've been putting out and creating. And I don't want to do it full time. And I know there's a lot of coaches out there who, you know, work 15, 20 hours a week. But based on what I want my prices to look like, um, I want my coaching and mentorship to be accessible. I don't want to raise my rates any farther than they already are. And that would mean I would need to take on a lot more clients, right? At this time where I'm at. So, the decision I've made within my business is I'm only going to be taking on four or five one on one coaching, coaching um, clients in 2022. If you want to be one of those, definitely get your application in. I think I already have one or two of those spots that are filled. So there's not going to be a whole lot um, of room for those in 2022. But the reason I decided to do this is that I realized I burn out when I talk to people on Zoom all day long. And I really need more time for creative and back end and, and like the business building side of things. I freaking love creating and I love building. So I was sparked to kind of return to my roots because, so for those who don't know that I started in network marketing one, to me building aligned habits. And what I mean by that is like habits that support your goals, your vision, your lifestyle are so freaking important. And over the past five years, I have used the Beachbody programs pretty much five years straight. I've built consistent habits. I have this foundation of wellness that I can tap into when life gets hard, when things get tough. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't have that foundation. And so they end up burning themselves out or they don't take care of their vessels or they're out of alignment with their health and wellness, whatever that may be. And so it so makes it more difficult to build when we're fatigued all the time, when we're exhausted, when we're burning ourselves out, when we don't understand that, like our physical vessel is such a foundational piece of building a business. So one reason I'm deciding to return to that is for helping entrepreneurs and other people, you know, professionals, moms, whatever it may be, build solid habits for wellness. The second reason is that I can have a bigger impact, right? I can mentor more people and how to start their businesses using the Beachbody platform as a network marketing, multi-level marketing platform. And in that I get to still develop leaders. And this is something we're going to talk about when it comes to this opportunity. I'm going to break each of these down separately and the things that are like positives, negatives, all the things. I'm going to build in a lot of opportunity work with me in mentorship and leadership development and helping teach women how to build a personal brand, how to create financial freedom, but at a like lower entry point for investment. Beautiful opportunity for women who want to You know, build their businesses, and so I'm going to diversify my income, but also transition and pivot into something that more fits the lifestyle and the vision I have for five to ten years from now. Because five to ten years from now, I see myself taking one to two client sessions a day, and then really, you know, spending time with maybe a family that I've built. You know, managing other businesses, managing my team. I'm going to have a. a, a, I'm going to start hiring a team in 2022. So there's a lot of other pieces that. I see happening in the pipeline, but that will require me to shift and pivot in order for me to fit that vision. So I share this because I think the number one thing you have to think about when you go to build a business is this. What is the vision you have for your life five to 10 years from now? And I say five to 10 years because when we're building a business, we really need to be in it for the long haul. You need to be thinking about well, does this business that I'm building now, the foundation I'm laying right now actually fit what I desire for my life? And if you desire a life where you can work from a laptop, wherever you may be, coaching and mentorship may be the right fit. Maybe courses is a better fit if you want to be more on the computer. Maybe if you're like, I really want to help women develop into leaders. Multi-level marketing might be the better fit rate. We're going to talk about this because this is something that we don't think about. We get excited about a mission or a vision and we don't realize that there's many different ways for us to bring that mission vision to life. Many different platforms, many different tools we can use to support us to help us get that message out, to help us make our message and our mission more accessible, right? So we're going to talk about how do you really merge that life vision with a business vision today and how to choose the right, um, opportunity for you. So take, take a moment to write down, like, what is the ideal dream day, five to 10 years from now? How much are you working? What are you doing? Do you have a team that's helping you? Are you doing everything on your own? Do you have just a few clients that you take? Do you, um, you know, speak on stages? Do you host in-person events? Like, just think about what you actually want to be doing. For some of you, that might be working a full-time job and having a creative outlet on the side. For some of you, it might be full-time in your business. For some of you, it might be having, you know, 20 hours a week in your business and then managing your household. This is your vision, your life, your dream. It gets to be whatever you want it to look like not what you're marketed in by the online space. Right? Cause if we think about coaches who are marketing business coaching, they may very well be marketing their income and their lifestyle, which there's nothing wrong with that. Right? Those are beautiful parts of building a coaching business, but sometimes those things can be like shiny objects and we don't actually realize what building a coaching business looks like, or if that actually aligns with what we want to do. Right? So, I want you to first think about this before you get shiny object, object syndrome and say, oh, well, she has this you know, network marketing business and she just you know, shares her products and, and it magically builds into a business or she has this beautiful coaching business and she's making multiple six-figure years or multiple six-figure months, like, I wanna do that. We have to think about what actually fits our lifestyle because otherwise we're going to be running towards something that we don't actually want to build. And I found this for myself within my business when I'm running towards something and there's a part of me that doesn't really want to build it. The clientele will slow down. The income will slow down because I'm not in full alignment with what I actually desire. So we really need to think about this. Like, what is my life? What do I actually want my life to look like five, 10 years from now? So that when we start to build, we're building a solid foundation of this actually aligns with the life that I desire. So knowing that like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I want my life to look like. Then we can start to think about what the right fit for us is. The other piece I want you to think about before you dive into like, oh, this is the right business for me is where is my zone of genius? So for different people, this can be different things. Um, you guys have heard Samantha, sir. She's been on the podcast. She's one of my dear friends. Her dog's actually at my house right now, napping on my bed. Um, she started off as a coach. And she realized she started the coaching business very much so because it was marketed to her as you know, a way to make a lot of money and way, you know, build your own schedule, be your own boss. And she realized that wasn't really her zone of genius. And now she has this beautiful company where she helps other women build their brands in the online space. She's the creative, she's the designer, she's the person who helps bring these brands to life and she does a really good fucking job at it and she loves it because she's living in her zone of genius. So if you're someone who's like, I don't really like talking to people. I don't like really like, you know, mentoring people. I don't like hearing people's problems. I don't like help problem solving. I don't like, you know, whatever it is. And you're trying to be a life coach. It's probably not the right fit, right? Maybe you're the person and, and that's okay. I think sometimes we try to say like, well, you know, everyone else is doing this coaching thing. I should too. But maybe you're the person who really loves systems. You love organization. You love detail well then maybe being a virtual assistant or a business operations manager, or building a business operations manager or virtual assistant business is a better fit for you, right? And there's no no right or wrong, but we have to understand our skills and where we operate best. So right now I want you to think about maybe all the jobs you've had, all the positions you've been in, all the businesses you've had, if you are a business owner, what parts do you really love and that you're really freaking good at and that you're really efficient at and you're like, holy shit, this just lights me up, And what parts are you like, I absolutely hate this. I am terrible at this. Like, this does not align with me. And there's no right or wrong answer. I want to be very clear about this because I think sometimes we think we're supposed to be good at something when maybe it's just not in alignment. For me, I think about, you know, where my zone of genius is. I am really good at mentoring people. I am really good at teaching and facilitating this podcast. I would say the podcast is probably my zone of genius, which is interesting because it is my lowest revenue. It's where I market a lot of things, but it's, it's not really bringing in a whole lot for revenue wise. It could be. Um, I choose to market my own things rather than other people's things. It's just a personal choice I've made so far. That may pivot or shift in the future. But this is my zone of genius. So teaching, teaching, mentoring, zone of genius. What do I actually want to be spending my time doing? Bringing people together. I'm a huge connector. You guys, I love connecting people. These are the things that I've thought about as I've gone to pivot and shift within my business. What am I actually good at? What do I actually enjoy? So here are some different opportunities that are out there. I'm going to share the positives and and negatives of them. We've kind of alluded to a few already. You could do coaching or mentorship and coaching and mentorship can come in a lot of shapes and forms, right? That could be, we think about like, package-wise, that could be one-on-one mentorship, that could be one-off sessions, that could be courses, that could be um, membership sites, that could be retreats or events. Under that coaching umbrella, there can be a lot of different ways. So even if you're like, I don't want to be on -on one-on-one sessions all day, masterminds or group programs, maybe you're like, I really want to run a evergreen course and understand how to market that so that it's just constantly making money. Well, there's not a whole lot that I have to do, right? Maybe it's that you love bringing people together and you love connecting with people. You're that extrovert who just like loves connecting people. Maybe retreats or in-person events would be a better fit for you. And we're going to talk about how to build some of these in future episodes, but these are just some things to think about of what, what, what could I do under that coaching or mentorship umbrella? To me, integrity is a really important piece of mentorship as well. And so what feels an integrity for you? Um, for me, integrity is only taking on, I just mentioned not, not as many clients. One mentor, of mentorship is a high ticket item, but it's not a, like such a high ticket that it's not accessible to people. It's a six month mentorship program at 5,000, 55, 500. Oh my God, I can't, five, 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 four, fives. So <laughs> I really can't, it's angels numbers, of course. So, so you have to think about like, okay, what's an integrity for me within this? Because I know for myself being an introvert, if I do more than, you know, five to five to 10 one-on-one calls a week, I'm going to burn out. And so I was trying to take on more and more one-on-ones and I realized I need to do less, but more intentional and focused within those sessions. Maybe that means I'm launching my courses a little more often. Maybe that means I'm hosting retreats instead or focusing on my membership site. The thing you want to think about with coaching is that there's usually always going to be like a launching happening or a, an opening of sessions. There's always something like that you're putting out into the world and with most of these there is but for some of them you can kind of build them up and they sustain themselves whereas like coaching is a very active you're very actively involved very much so launching very much so um sharing and over time you can build a referral word of mouth um operation where people refer to you because you've done a great job for them they want to tell their friends and family about it. It's a natural thing that happens when you do a really good job. Um, I've had a lot of clients who right now I'm seeing like, hey, you worked with so-and-so. They, they said you did a really great job, worked with them. I want to, you know, at some point in time, I want to hire you as well, right? That's that word-of-mouth referral thing that, that starts to occur when you provide good value and good service. Um, and again, it's a very active thing with coaching and mentorship, the nice thing about coaching and mentorship is that you can kind of earn money right off the bat. So there's not like a build-up period. We're going to talk about some of that with other things that you could offer. Um, it's a build-up period, but you still have to build a personal brand. You still have to show up for it. You still have to be consistent within that to some level, depending on what you're doing. Right. Again, there's therapists out there. I have a friend who's a therapist, uh, a psychiatrist actually, at the dog park and she doesn't have a website or anything. She's just had word of mouth and referrals pretty much her whole business, right? So there's definitely different ways you can build a business. I'm just talking about if you really want a personal brand and you have a bigger message, you want a bigger impact. These are things to think about. Uh, Positives of coaching, unlimited income potential, you're going to have flexibility of your to change your schedule negatives and again this is part of why you are going to be hosting a lot of like group stuff or one-on-one stuff and you're probably going to be on calls if you're not someone who wants to (laughs) you know you're not someone who like is is wanting to be on calls all the time or all day you can think about different ways to structure it but at some level you're going to be on calls and you're going to have to be launching pretty consistently Nothing wrong with that. Nothing bad about it. I think it's a part of the business, but you just want to think about these things as you are putting a business together. Um, I think that's all I want to say about coaching. Yeah. Okay. Next opportunity, network marketing. If you guys don't know, I started in network marketing and I think it is such a beautiful entry point for people who want to build a personal brand because most people in network marketing are developing leaders and helping people develop personal brands. Here's the thing that I think network marketing people can get like shiny object syndrome within as well, just like they can with coaching or marketing or coaching and mentorship. And here's why a lot of network marketers kind of market their brand, whether that be Monet or young living or do whatever it is as you just sell the products and people sign up and you make money, which is partially half true. But if you really want network marketing systems to work for you, and let me, I will give some examples of how they've really worked for me, but if you really want that system to work for you, you have to develop leaders. You have to help others build a personal brand. It's that type of service. If you're not helping others develop their brand, you're probably not gonna be really building a full-time income if you're just kind of like that affiliate for the product. going to be a nice stream of income. I think it's a beautiful way to add income into a business. Like if you are already talking about essential oils and you're like, I want to talk about young living. I want to talk about doTERRA. I think it's a beautiful thing to add in as an affiliate, but if you're not building a, a community, if you're not building leaders within your business, you're probably not maximizing income and you're going to kind of cap out at a lower point. Um, So that's, that's one thing to think about when I think it's not talked about. I think so many people want to, I, I love network marketing. And I think I'm one of the reasons why I'm restarting my business is I have a whole, well, not restarting my, my multi-level marketing business has continued to bring income into my business for the past two to three years without me really touching it, which is one of the perks of network marketing. It's only been able to do that because I spent a year and a half really building it and building a foundation within it and trying to develop leaders. The mistakes I made are really copying that like network marketing template where you're trying to get people into the business. And I think this is why network marketing can get a bad rap is that there's very much so a clingy energy within the industry. And one of my goals within this industry is to one shed transparency and light help people use these systems, which are incredible systems to build businesses, but without the clinginess and the neediness, because what ends up happening is that when people are acting out of fear or need within network marketing, it can come up, it comes across as needy, but they can also leave details out. Right. And a lot of times people just want to get their next coach or their next, you know, downline sign up sign up, become, make money, right? They they market and flash the flashy things. But what the people who are signing up to become a part of their team or a part of their downline or a part of their mentorship don't realize is that they actually have to develop leaders themselves in order to build a successful business, which can be really intimidating for someone who isn't coming into it with the intention to an understanding of how do I run a business, right? All of these are business opportunities, but a lot of times network marketing is kind of marketed as like an affiliate opportunity rather than like, this is a business. So positives of network marketing. I haven't touched my network marketing in three years and it's still been earning me anywhere between several, a good chunk of change. So It's been several hundred dollars a month to a couple thousand a month, just depending on like what's happening, um, in my business, but I haven't touched it. Literally haven't touched it in several years. And it's been a sustainable chunk of income coming in every month. I built it out. I didn't touch it. Still come, still have income coming in. Po- that's a positive, a network marketing. And that's what most people are kind of flashing. Um, There are so big. Another big. I'm just going to be really transparent with you guys. Another big reason I signed up for, or I didn't re-sign up, but I just decided to re-like build the side of my business back up. Is that there's a lot of perks within a network marketing company because it's under a company, right? It's under corporate. You're very much so your own boss. You're very much so an entrepreneur, but. Like There's a trip to... this It's a trip I took a few years ago with a company um, to... It's called the Unico in Mexico. And it's this beautiful freaking resort. And you can get it paid for if you hit certain goals within your business, right? And so there's a lot of opportunity to get these little perks essentially within these businesses if you're really building it as a business here's the thing. you're not going to hit those things within a network marketing company if you're just acting as an affiliate rather than a real like entrepreneur building a lead, building a team and building leaders so that's the different those are some things to think about um Another thing to think about with network marketing is that it is a little bit like that residual income. I know a lot of people who've stepped away, taken a year off and still had really good income coming in because they built it out. Um, it's not, you're not going to have as much like one-on-one calls. You can, for me, like I'm going to automate a lot of the back-end stuff, hire someone to do a lot of the stuff that I don't want to do within my business. You can do a lot of that in network marketing. You can, um, you know, mostly work from your computer and build a personal brand with it. Downsides of network marketing is you are within a company. You're not making a hundred percent of the commissions off of the things that you sell. You are getting that residual income that can build and build and build over time as you develop leaders, but you're within a system, right? So you're within a company and there are rules and regulations and things that you kind of have to follow. One downside of Be- beach body, which is the multi-level marketing that I'm a part of is that you can't do it in every country, right? So there's, there may be more limitations to what you can do. Um, it is a slower build than something like coaching or mentorship. So it takes more time to build. And it's more like, it's a little, it takes a little more time to build than like coaching or mentorship does, but it's probably a little bit more of that. To me, I, I could be totally wrong. To me, it just is a little more sustainable and You can kind of count on a certain amount of money coming in every month because you've built people. It's not just you building this business. It's other people with you. So I hope that makes sense and is kind of transparent, Um, at least as transparent as I can be. I think that's an important thing to note about network marketing, though, is that you're developing other leaders. If you're going into it thinking you're just going to be an affiliate, you're probably not going to... um, do as well as if you're really attracting people in who also want to build a business. Another opportunity for a business is affiliates or links. So I've done this a little bit on the podcast. I've, I've shared advertisements I've shared, um, like affiliations where I am making a commission off of links I'm sharing or a discount code. So there's a lot of companies that do this. You can think about like Primarily Pure. Um, these are the ones that I've, I've looked into at least for Sigmatic. Um, there is a freaking uh, neurotropics. It's like B something. Oh my gosh. They use like honey as a neurotropic for people like me who have ADHD and I probably should take it because I literally can't freaking remember what the name of the brand is, but There's other brands out there that do affiliate links. Another great thing that I'm loving, so Amazon has an affiliation program, but there's also um, something called Like to Know It and Like to Know It Creator or LTK Creator. And this allows you to create links for pretty much every brand, except for Zara, which I'm really disappointed about because I actually like Zara. Um, But pretty much every brand out there, you can create an affiliate link for. So if you're someone who is building a personal brand, This may not be your main income, it totally can be. There's people like Everyday Abby, um, Interior Designerella, I think she calls herself. They're doing this as their full-time thing. They're sharing a ton of content. They're definitely the creatives, definitely creating a lot. They probably have a team who's helping them with graphics and that kind of stuff. But that is a big part of their income is building this brand of links and affiliate links. So if that's something you're like really into fashion and makeup definitely another stream of income that you could build out and have a team help you with. Like, I'm sure this interior designer, Ella, she shares a lot of like graphics of her, um, Amazon favorites. I'm sure what she does is she shops and likes all of the, um, things like, Ooh, these are pretty things and then has like a team member put them into a brand board and link them in her. Like, that's what I would assume. I would assume she's not doing this all by herself. So, um, things you can think about that could be automated while you're working a full-time job is maybe creating some reels and graphics to build a brand like that. You could link your favorite, favorite personal development books in your stories. Like there's lots of things you could do to make this a side income. Um, again, requires you to build a personal grant brand. It requires you, you to have an online presence just like coaching and network marketing do. Um, but you're making money off of selling products that already exist and making a direct commission from them. else can I say about this? The positives of this, if, if this is a positive, it could be a negative for you. You, This is something that you could do totally behind the scenes. Like you're not probably getting on coaching calls unless you're helping other people develop this as well. It's very much so like that creative backend side of things. So you're not really needing to, um, like you're probably a little more flexible, not tied to a computer as much because you can just create the content and share it rather than like getting on calls, hosting calls, hosting courses, whatever that may be, maybe a little bit more um, behind the scenes or not behind the scenes, but oh my God, my brain just blooped. blooped. Downsides of this is you're probably not having a whole lot of human contact if it's your full-time thing, um, unless you have a team that's working with you Takes time to build, right? It takes time to build an audience, takes time to build a following. Although with Reels and TikToks, it may not take quite as long as you expect. Um, what else can I say about this? Yeah. Downsides. I would just say like add this into anything you're already doing. Oh, my computer's about to say, crap. Okay, last opportunity that I wanna talk about is, how, how low am I? 7%, okay, we've got 7% to get through this last one. The last thing I would think about is if you are that person who really does like the behind the scenes stuff, you don't want to have a personal brand, you don't want to have an online presence, or maybe you do, but you want to do more informational content, thinking about something like a virtual assistant or business operations service, um, um, management or services could be another idea or like a PR company or something like Samantha does. She's a creative, she is a designer. So she does a lot of like brand design. You could think about creating a business like that. These are things that really aren't talked about because it's not something that's really like unless you're doing virtual assistant coaching, people aren't really marketing the fact that they do it because they're not trying to, well, they're marketing the fact that it's a service they provide, but they're not trying to get other people into the business. Most likely unless they're, they're coaching virtual assistants. So to me, this is the one that's like the least shiny in the marketing concept and it is the opportunity for people who are like (laughs) Virgos generators, generators, who I'm just thinking about myself, who are really good at being detail oriented, who love to create systems, who love the behind the scenes, like, um, you know, that creation side of things. When I did business operation management, um, this is kind of what my role was. I did this when I stopped my business in 2022. Um, you guys haven't heard that story. It's a time a a story for another podcast since I'm at 6% battery. Um, but essentially what I did is I would get on a call with the mentor once a month, the coach that I worked for, and I would go through her list of goals. I would keep her on track. I would email her a, her to-do list every single month. And then I would essentially make sure all the backend shit was done. So I schedule her email campaigns. I would build parts of her website. I would do graphics for her story. I would make sure that she was getting the, you know, uh, podcast interviews. I did PR for her. I did, I did all the behind the scenes stuff that she didn't have time to do. Um, scheduling her meetings, coordinating with other people, you know, client contracts, sending that kind of stuff that behind the scenes stuff that takes a lot of time that people don't realize takes a lot of time when they're going to become a coach. And this is what I tell all my clients. If you are going to be a coach or a mentor, you need to think about how much of the admin time you're factoring in because people think, Oh, I'm just doing like a one-off session sorry. I feel like I have something in my throat all of a sudden. Okay. I'm just doing a one-off session. Like, Oh, I'll just charge this amount, but they don't realize it's like the admin, the promotion time, their team time. Like there's a lot of other things that go into the pricing of those packages, um, that people don't necessarily think about when they go to price things out. Okay. So yeah. So for someone who's like more of the project manager, the admin, the, I want to be, you know, the detail oriented, being a virtual assistant or a business operations manager, or creating a business that provides those services. So you could even like create a team might be a better fit for you. If you're more of that strategy that, um, you know, projects that, that type of person. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. And Perks of becoming a business operations manager is you're not the person who is you. You probably have a set income. You're not the person who is going to be um, doing the launches and trying to figure those things out. You're you're pretty much like you either have a retainer or you have like an hourly rate that you're setting every month. I think it's a little bit more predictable in some se- senses since you are like an employee, and then or like a contractor. So you have your own business, but you're contracting for people, and then you know, if depending on who you are, the a perk could be that you're not really getting on a whole lot of calls. You can do it from your laptop. You could do it from a coffee shop. You could do it for, from wherever downside could be that you're isolated. Um, you're doing it from a computer from wherever you may, you know, experience, uh, income cap because you're getting paid for the work that you can do. So it's not so much that you can fully maximize it. So there may be, you know, ups and downs to both. You just have to think about what's going to be the best fit for you. I hope this episode was helpful for you guys. I know it was a lot of information. I think it's really important information to think about when you're building a business. If you have questions about anything I talked about today, please do reach out to me on Instagram at xo.shelbybrose. If you want to learn more about business building in either the coaching and the mentorship realm or the network marketing realm, I have opportunities to work with me for 2022 please reach out on Instagram if you're interested. If you're interested in health and wellness and you want to build a health and wellness brand or a aligned wellness brand like I am, uh, I am taking on people to mentor for the network marketing company that I work for. You can reach out for that as well or apply. um, I'll put the links in the show notes. Okay. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.